out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other does make sense. Hi everyone. This week Meet Me in the Field presents the third episode in our journey into COVID-19 lockdown. In this episode, I speak to three previous guests who are all scientists. Pierre has his master's degree in chemistry, Wendy is a curator and doctor of archaeology, and Jaku is an associate professor in computer science at Stellenbosch University. I was especially interested to hear if they were going to be more cranial about lockdown than the artist, for instance. I'll leave it up to you to decide. This podcast is supported by the first layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Please also look out for information on my new book, Life and Non, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage. It costs 300 rand without postage. You can order from me in my shop, which is www.freddyshop.co.za. This is the scientific approach. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Pierre is the muso of episode 30 from 2 April 2018. Pierre and I became friends about 31 years ago when we were called up to the National Defence Force to defend our country against a terrorist invasion. I may try to be a bit more open-minded, but it will probably take a bit longer to rid myself of my sarcasm. Anyway, one of the most amazing gifts from conscription for me is that I made lifelong friends. Pierre is one of those friends. Enjoy. Good afternoon, Pierre. How are you doing? I'm good in you three. I'm well, thank you very much. Fantastic. Absolutely nothing to complain about. So, Pierre, tell me, how has life been for you in lockdown? You know, um, it's. I I saw something on Facebook the other day where they say that you realize you're not much of a social person if nothing has really changed for you during lockdown. <laughs> and I must admit, I'm very close to that. Me as well. For the, that, <laughs> for the fact that every now and again, I'll get into the car and go to the gym, which I can't do anymore. Which, ah. and there's only frustration that I have, but the rest, I mean, it's pretty much the same. And uh, the, I think the only thing that gets to me a little bit is the, the, my time that's being regulated from outside. So whenever we need to go and walk, I can do only do it between six and nine in the morning. Yeah. So that, and if I want to go to the shop, you know, have you know, you have to go early because, well, it's because of so many shops in the the area has closed due to Corona. Okay. Everybody comes to pick and pay in Pinelands. Okay. So um, if you if you're not there early, then you you're in the room mm-hmm. in, the, in the queue for at least two hours. So oh my that's word. Anything I can very, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, um, other than that, um, yeah, hasn't changed much. And do you get up in the mornings at six and go for a walk or run or cycle? No, I get up about seven thirty. Okay. I'm not awake at, at six. No, that's not possible. <laughs> Never been a morning person. It's just, it's just impossible. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> how, how did Nathaniel say in one of his concerts? Um, no, on on one of the Yacht de Priester songs nathaniel does kind of a cameo appearance we kind of calls yak the priest and he says listen i'm on my way to you but i'm going to be late because there's so much traffic on on the road how poor do people have to be to be up this early so you're not that poor that you have to be up at six <laughs> no no not at all no i have i can choose yeah you go yeah. i'm up at six i'm that poor mm, shame man but I struggle to get to struggle to get to my desk by nine. <laughs> yeah, so, that, so, that, so that, what that, do you that, do? That, do you walk, cycle, jog? I actually take the dog for a a walk, which is actually more a, a run, and she must think okay. it's heaven because she's always just taken for for walks, and then it's just around the block, and now it's 
multiple blocks and she gets to run. Oh, cool. And which so, do, which um, of the many dogs is that? That's a Turkish mutt. Oh, okay. So Seljuk. Yeah. Oh, sweet. But I'm not sure who's taking room for, her, for a walk or run anyway. <laughs> well, it was very much dictated by whether she wants to stop and have a wee or sniff or whatever. So it's a much of a very much a start stop thing. Okay. And what about the it's other dogs? Do they get walks as well? Or well, the one is so yeah, small the that the dog like her, and then yeah, and then the other house inhabitants take the other dogs. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Licker, 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 and. Work-wise, do you feel a difference, see a difference? Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm working more now, actually. And I have to monitor my, because I've got a limited amount of hours that I can work for my client. And I tend to overwork now. So ah. <laughs> I, tend, yeah, I tend to do more hours than I have. So I have to watch giving, it. Otherwise I'm giving yourself away, giving yourself away freely, me. are you? <laughs> No, no, no. They're going to pay for it. But the, but the thing is, I'm just going to run out of hours before our contract runs out. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. I, don't want, I just want to spread the, spread the, the company income. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what I'm hearing from you is you're not feeling that different. You're not going through a phase of bad mental health because of what's going on. There's no real... Uh, mental health issues, no real financial issues, no real um, health issues. Everything no, just not at all. everything it's just boring, uh, ticks sure. along. God, why the fuck am I talking to you? This is such <laughs> this is such a <laughs> waste of time. You are give me some <laughs> drama for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit frustrated, but um, I must have thought about it this weekend, and and I realised I haven't been depressed or down for a very very long time. That's wonderful. So I don't know if it's got to do with lockdown, the fact that I have not interacting with a lot of people. Maybe people might uh, get me down. Because I'm really what? not. I haven't been. I haven't been. I haven't been depressed or. Mm. Uh, you know what I've discovered is that I actually think that I suffer from a low level of social anxiety, because since we don't go out or since we can't mm. go out and things, I'm far mm. more relaxed and I'm actually mm. really, really happy at home. So I, don't, I, I never realized that actually going out and interacting with people yeah. made me slightly anxious. It, it never, yeah. ever crossed my mind until I stopped doing it. Yeah. Was, this yeah, is no, no, nice. I know for a fact that does, because I mean, you know me, I'm not, yeah. I'm not the world's most outgoing and extroverted person. So, I mean, I have my, my, my limit that I can push with people yeah. in a social setting. So normally, even in my own place, I'll invite people over or, and then I need to, after an hour, I need to get out and go and get fresh air because it's yeah. too much. Okay, so, you're excused now. Too, <laughs> <laughs> you may go. <laughs> yeah, what's a sloppy mental array? Yeah, um, <laughs> how did that, that, that um, in The Devil We Prada, I, I love yeah. the way Meryl Streep, whoever the character was she played, she would kind of, cock somebody out in an office and then just look up and say, that's all. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that, that is so dismissive. So kind of, you, you, you kind of just look up suddenly to, to the people and say, that's all. <laughs> that's your cue. Yeah. <laughs> go now, go now. I call security. <laughs> and Pierre, do you miss your, what, what can I call it? I want to call it your dramatic interaction. <laughs> interaction with the performing arts yeah there you go that's far better said than your dramatic mm. interaction yeah no i do and i do i do think about about it often and a lot of planning going on in my head and what we're going to what i'm going to do when this whole thing is lifted because you were supposed to be working on a production at the moment weren't you that's right yeah, no, that's been cancelled the whole production um, it's probably yeah it's can, it won't cancel it's postponed until next year maybe in, in the second half kind of, of kind year. of indefinitely until you can set another yeah. date type of thing yeah there, there were two productions that we're going to work on and uh, both of them are well the one has definitely been postponed and the second one the big one that we're going to do in artscape is still in the balance but we think and that was going to be in february wow, with the rehearsal starting in august so we most probably going to push that out to the second half of next year. This okay. we're talking about, yeah. And I suppose to to just kind of set another date with Artscape isn't the easiest thing in the whole world. No, but but I think they will be they'll give 
they'll give preference to people that is organizations that has booked and had Already to cancel. Had to, yeah. Yeah, no, we, we are in discussion with them. So okay. they also, I mean, they, they don't know what's going to happen. And yeah. I mean, even if it do, the, the whole thing is, even if, if, if Artscape opens up and the, the lockdown is lifted, um, we don't know how people's going to react and if they're going to be, it's going to be a slow uptake. Yeah. Well, firstly, because of finances, of course, everybody's going to be dead broke. And secondly, because of fear of not yeah. contagion. Do you sell every um, second, second so seat or what do you do? Type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Damn it. This is so, this whole mm. thing is so fucked up and so mm. weird and so interesting. Nothing straightforward anymore. <laughs> changing our lives and changing yeah. how, how we do things. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I started making hand sanitizer. Oh, my yes. Lab because, yeah, because all my other activities stopped there. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, and then the, the thing is then the whole, the whole economy is stuffed up because yeah. I make the hand sanitizer. First of all, I struggle to get the, the raw materials because everybody's, everybody's going for the raw materials because every, Alki Yann Rappen is making hand sanitizer. And then you make it, then you can't get bottles to pack it mm -hmm. because all the, all the bottles that people, that typical, they typically yeah. use for hand sanitizer sold out. Oh, wow. So it's, uh, yeah, changing the world. But anyway, so mm -hmm. I've got liters and liters of hand sanitizer and all dressed <laughs> up and nowhere to go. Start <laughs> selling it to bathing. <laughs> Just sanitize yourself completely. <laughs> And then you follow Donald Trump and, and two teaspoons after your bath, you swallow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll be sniffing, we'll be sniffing uh, hand sanitizer until 2050. <laughs> well, but your husband has contacts in every place in the world. So surely he must be able yeah. to get you bottles. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's, a, he's the, the uh, best marketing agent between the two of us. So um, he's... He's doing his bit to sell. Well, I'm not a salesman's ass. Well, he doesn't help. He sells, he sells them if he, he must first get you the bottles. We can sell in big quantities, like okay, 25 well, yeah. liters and 5 liters. Yeah. That's, that's not the problem. It's the small amounts. Uh, yeah. Like 250s and 200 moles. And oh, okay, yeah. I hear you. So, Pierre, have you given any thought to what the world is going to look like when the doors are being thrown open and we storm out and sing the hills are alive again. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm, I can see you already running up Table Mountain with your, <laughs> with your frock and your, your, your pinny for frock. Talking <laughs> a frock on a rock. <laughs> like that. Singing the hills are alive with the sound of music. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I think, well, firstly, there is going to be economic crisis. I mean, it's um, businesses will have to restart, and it's gonna it's gonna take time. It's gonna take a few years to, yeah. to start restart this whole thing, uh, the whole world economy. And yeah, it's, people are gonna struggle for a while. So if you don't have a, a job that is absolutely uh, essential, then you you're gonna you're gonna struggle. Yeah. So luckily, I mean, luckily for us, we, we do sell essential services well in our medicine or um, ophthalmic products. Yeah. So it's so at least be fine. We yeah. Well, actually, even though that even that is so, taken a dip now. So what I'm hearing from you is that you think economically there's going to be definitely a period of struggle. Do you think there's going to be a global consciousness change to a more environmentally healthy? engagement and those type of things you, you know what I'm, I'm i'm a i'm a bit of a pessimist what that's concerned I mean, human beings are stupid animals <laughs> uh, we haven't learned until now why would you we know learn in now? the short in the short run maybe for a year or so there might be a consciousness shift but i think mm. it will go back to the old same old same old thing yeah when the oh. seven deadly sins take over again then it just goes back it goes the same yeah. route so yeah unfortunately i'm not very optimistic. Yeah. I'm with you. Jock and I had that conversation the other night when I said to him, you know, the problem is that for us to change, we need to put in the work. It, it doesn't just mm. happen. And mm. my experience with addiction counseling and as an addict as well is if you don't do the work, the change doesn't mm. happen. 
and people yeah. are, it always goes down to the the lowest common denominator you know so yeah, yeah. My feelings are going to be different for a week or two, not 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 a year or two. But anyway, yeah. So I'm with you on that one. Quite quite a dark view on on, on the future, but um, it is what it is. So it's going to be quite exciting to to to, to watch to watch that and see mm. what what's going to. No, happen. no, that's. No, I find this whole thing very interesting. I mean, it's just standing back and look at it and looking at all the perspectives and and mm. and viewpoints and especially in the scientific from the scientific point of view. I mean, the fact that they are where they are with vaccine development yeah. and how fast they're doing it. I mean, it's the fastest ever that they have actually yeah. implemented the process, you know, and they've, they've far down the line already in comparison to, to other vaccines that they've done previously. So you know, scientifically, I think it's going to change the way. Yeah. Especially I, in epidemiology anyway. I think yeah. we understand better now. I was in a webinar last night on um, Daily Maverick, and I can't remember who the who the professor was that they spoke to. And he said, "No, the bottom line is that we don't eradicate viruses. It just doesn't happen." Mm. This kind of he mentioned the one virus that they and that was shit, and I can't even remember one virus that in, in the world that's been eradicated. That mm. people used to get it, now they don't. But the rest is we vaccinate and we, we manage. And they mutate, yeah. Yeah, that's just how this one's going to play out as well. But Peter, this was going to be a short chat. So it was really awesome to see your face again. And your Same. your office looks so bright. It, it looks like such a nice space to work in, I must say. It looks... yeah, no, I, I changed it recently. It was a bit dark and dingy and smelly. And so I ripped out the carpets and put oh, in... Cool laminated floors and new cupboards and painted everything and it is a nice space for me yeah. Now, yeah no it looks really really yeah. lovely and bright everything um, everything happens yeah i'm painting at the back and awesome yeah. so that, that that is now really your man cave <laughs> yeah <laughs> fabulous my my hideaway you go boy <laughs> awesome Peter, look after yourself really nice chatting to you my regards to dion and the rest and um we'll be in touch look after yeah. yourself See ya. Thanks for your time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wendy, our second guest for today, is a curator at Ezekiel Museums and the scientist from episode 7, which went live on 26 October 2017. She also features in episode 78 of 28 March 2019, where we chatted about her life as a new mother. In this part of the episode, we connect with Wendy and get in touch with the reality of being two professionals working from home in lockdown while also looking after an 18-month toddler. It seems like a harsh reality. Let's hear what Wendy has to say. I've not prepared anything, just so that you know. Like a true academic. <laughs> I haven't pre- it's, I'm not asking you to give a speech, Wendy. I'm, I'm, I'm inviting you for a chat. <laughs> I can't remember what the chat's about. <laughs> How are you doing, Wendy? I'm doing very well, thank you. Very How well. Are you? She's lying. She's lying. She's <laughs> cracking. She's cracking completely. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a mental health risk on our hands. <laughs> You, you guys can be happy I did an intervention before I pressed record. <laughs> okay, that, 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 that was a joke. From what I can gather, you're actually doing okay. I am doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm hearing is that things are actually really interesting when we're talking about a husband and a wife with a toddler. And both husband and wife need to work from home but there's no care for the toddler except the husband and wife. And that sounds like a really yeah. difficult balance to, to get. Hmm. It has been very difficult to get into that new routine. Yeah. And there's a lot of, what, okay. I see this as the biggest global social human experiment. It's very interesting. It is. I think that societal norms and expectations really came into play as soon as lockdown started. And the expectation or the assumption was that the women, mommy, 
will just take care of. <laughs> mommy will be mommy. <laughs> mommy will be mommy. Yeah. But mommy has a full-time job yeah. as an academic and researcher and curator. So mommy can't be mommy 24-7. Yeah. But I didn't have the problem with Marcus. He actually fought for, you know, my wife needs to work. She's actually the breadwinner here. <laughs> she needs to put in the hours. Yeah. It was more Marcus's boss. Oh, my word. That just a, a given. That your wife will, will care for the child. Would do my part, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was very do, interesting. Do, do men actually still in 2020 have that <laughs> mindset? don't know. It's how it felt. Says the the gay man to the female. How the fuck would we know? (laughs) I was was astounded. (laughs) Yeah. I was just, I was, I was shocked that there was no discussion whatsoever. It was just a given. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, You must be the bitch. Just like, uh, no, not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then also thank, from thank, I, thank, I, thank God for those assertiveness classes for South African women you did a while ago. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> no, and by no is my no. No. <laughs> no. And then the same problem, not the same, but similar problems with work where they forget that people have kids. Yeah. Expectation is, you know, well, it's 11 o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? You're supposed to be working. I'm like, well, I'm running around after a kid that's climbing furniture and jumping on tables and drinking doggy water. And that's <laughs> at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'm glad you stopped with drinking doggy water. It can get far worse than that. <laughs> yes, it can. Mm. Trust me. It really can. So, yeah, it, it's had to have been a mind shift that I feel that we're, as a society and as the human race, we are strong enough and observant enough and caring of others enough to ask, can you do this? What about this? What suits you? How does it work? How are you going to manage this routine? What schedule do you need? But none of that is considered. It's we pay you a salary. You will do this. You will do that. It's not our fault that you had a kid. And they're right, but it's also not my fault that I'm in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. wow, so that's, that's been interesting. I wonder how many other people actually experience this, this same thing. And I think I it must know. be a lot. Well, I've got a colleague, another curator, and she's got a three-year-old. So she's very much in the same boat. Yeah. And we chat every now and again. And she hasn't done any work. She, she cannot. Her husband is set up to work from home. He's been working from home for years. And his job has not changed at all. Yeah. He's so she must adapt. Yeah. So she had to just step in as oh, nanny yeah. and mom and parent. So um, mm. she same kind of questions from our boss. Can you, when are you doing this? What's happening with that? Mm. That kind of thing. Oh, my word. And do you miss the entertaining people and visiting people and those things? I miss a hug. (laughs) (laughs) I miss having dinner uh, with people. Uh, But that's about it. I, I think both Marcus and I are too busy juggling the work and monkey. Yeah. To worry about that. I don't feel like I'm missing it too much. I think if I was alone, it would be very, very different. I think people who are isolated in isolation must really be taking it hard. Um, I see that, for example, in my mom, who is alone and struggles. Yeah. But, um, you know, I have a hubby and I have a little one and a dog and a cat and I'm fine. Um, Randomly, I climb the walls because I'd really like to go and take a long afternoon walk in a garden somewhere or something. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll allow, so allow have a lazy lunch yeah. somewhere where it's pretty looking at the sea and I can't. So I and miss allow that. Mackenzie to run wild, which she just can't exactly. do. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Look, ducks, go. <laughs> yeah. I see the neighbors 
across the road as well. They've got a two-year-old and a five-year-old, somewhere around there. Mm. And I see they've been really good until this week. And this week I see them in the road with the children on their bicycles and tricycles. And and I can understand that. He said to me that they cannot anymore, that his wife is actually losing her shit. (laughs) So Well, I'm thinking today, like, thank goodness we've got a little yard and we've been going around and stuff. But I'm going to take her for a walk tomorrow morning outside the gate and just Mm. walk down the road and walk to the park or something because we can, just to do something different. Absolutely. Getting frustrated. It's the same things every day. Mm. It's amazing how this affects every (laughs) single person differently. So what is your feeling about the world post-COVID? Are we going to see a change? Are we going to see a change society? No, I wish. <laughs> but sorry. <laughs> Why do you say that? You know, I say it because capitalism. Everyone wants more money, the American dream, although that doesn't exist anymore. People want to have more and protect their own, yeah. and they will go. work and they will do exactly the same stuff that they were doing because that's how the world survives there has to be a massive global shift Mm. to change the way we live so they will still book their book their first class tickets to do a business meeting in the five-star hotel and even though they can do it on online they're or do you think yeah. that that type of thing They'll will change? Still be Fox News and exactly. <laughs> still be Fox News. They'll still be Donald Trump and all the people who think like that. And let's face it, half the world thinks like that. Yeah. And it's about big business and commodity. I mean, how long have we been trying to change the climate and just get people to stop burning shit? <sighs> and we. <can't>. So. <laughs> yeah. We're killing the planet and we all have kids who are going to inherit the scrap and yet we don't do what we need to do. So, no, I don't think it'll change. I think as everyone can go out, they will. And we saw that, everyone going to Seapoint on the first day of Level 4 lockdown. Yeah, you're right. It was kind of, I was stunned. Like, wow, this is really amazing. We're, We're in a chaos situation everyone should be scared and yet nothing changed so unfortunately i don't think it's going to change yeah i love i love it when when people say that um we need but we need to we 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 can all be responsible i I know i know i can be responsible But can my neighbor, can the guy across the road, can the guy a kilometer down the road? And I think that's, that came up in the Daily Maverick chat last night as well, is we look at this COVID, a lot of Scandinavian countries where people are able to be responsible. Mm. I think South Africa just has a, a, a non-conformist culture. Yeah. I can be responsible, but you first, attitude. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and just, just look at how, how people drive. If that's yeah. a, a measure of our level of responsibility, then I am shivering in my pants. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And unfortunately, that negligence probably means that most of the country will get this. And all you can do is prepare yourself as best you can for that eventuality. Yeah. So like I think Marcus, his boss is making them go back on the 1st of June to provide classes to kids. Kids don't, they're teenagers, you know, they don't wash their hands as often. They don't respect boundaries necessarily. They don't think like you're supposed to think in these situations. And chances are, if not managed, I don't know how he's going to do it. He will bring it home because I'm not going to go to work anytime soon. Mm. Um, hmm. So it's that kind of thing. 
and you have to mentally prepare that chances are you and most people you know are going to get this within the next 18 months yeah. when everything happened. Yeah. And I'm an asthma sufferer. So I'm... Yeah, you see? I'm, 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 I'm <clears> you're risk. at risk. Hmm? And me being overweight, it puts me at risk. Okay, yeah. I don't have hypertension, which is great. And I don't yeah. have diabetes and all those other things they're saying take people out. But... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the tail? <laughs> and Jakob being a smoker. <laughs> so, so, um, actually, Jakob was yeah. a smoker until earlier today because he finished his last cigarette earlier today. So. Ah, okay. <laughs> so the smoking ban is a good thing. We're in for interesting <laughs> for you. So, so, <laughs> so oh. if you start getting frantic messages from me, you must know. That <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to get killed. What is it, my love child? Well, it's forced Marcus and I to eat better and start exercising he's joined brad now oh cool as well yeah awesome. i am still trying to convince yaka to join brad for those people who don't know brad is our pt coach our personal trained what do you call it pt pocket pt pt pocket yeah you're right uh, pt pocket so pocket it's your training. personal trainer in your pocket and he does online personal training and he's awesome and um, yeah, Wendy and yeah. I joined, and now Marcus has joined, Wendy's husband, and I'm trying to get Yaku to join. Um, and I'm, I just know that that for me is I realized that I need to move. I really yeah. needed to get some form of movement going. And um, <clears throat> I feel so much better just for the fact that I'm taking that, that plunge. Yeah. But Wendy, I'm not going to hold you up anymore. You must do some work. Let's get some <laughs> work done. <laughs> but thank you so much for taking the time and chatting to me. I, I re really appreciate it, and I'm glad to see you guys are coping mm, yeah we're doing all right awesome. um interesting part of the journey is the food do you want to know about that yes so i actually haven't spoken to many about it i spoke to one other person in the fellowship just briefly and um, when lockdown first started and that the moment i wasn't allowed to go to a shop the food addict ah. went oh my god okay yeah <laughs> You need to hoard every possible packet of potato chips you possibly can, sort of thing. God, it sounds like our house. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it's really been interesting and how my food has wavered. Okay. It's been, and then as I get stressed or frustrated climbing the walls or I read some other stupid thing Donald Trump did. <laughs> start to panic, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I go scrounging for food because nothing else I can really do. Yeah. You know? I can't go to a meeting. I can't. So there's a, been a couple of online things that have been mm -hmm. good um, or reaching out or sponsors or that sort of thing, but interesting. So I try not to go to the shops because I will just buy the entire shop. I was in clicks the other day for my medication and I made the mistake of walking through a sweet section mm. and they had these, these wafers, wafers with a chocolate flavoring thing inside. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love those for three for the price of two. Oh, so goodness. obviously I had Did to take it on. No, I was actually really good. I just bought, I just bought three. And then when Yaku went, he three. bought three and then <laughs> 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 so eventually at the beginning of this week, I said to Yaku, you know, I actually really need to look at my sugar intake. I can't continue as mm -hmm. I'm, it doesn't help that I'm doing some exercise and I'm, I'm, I'm eating like this. So I'm yeah. also on a journey. I actually bought fruit again, trying to eat different things because I just went chocolates and chips and every, I mean, after every yeah. meal I had chocolate and then we, we, at night before I went to bed, I, ha I had a bowl of chips. It was so unnecessary. It was just so unnecessary to do that, but I couldn't, I couldn't not do it. I don't know why. It was as if I was trying yeah. to fill some hole. The nerves were going, I feel uncomfortable. So what do we do, I do when I feel uncomfortable? I, I eat because that keeps me busy. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there's few sounds, sounds for me as comforting as... <laughs> 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 and there's few, few sounds that irritates Yaku more than me going... <laughs> <laughs> and then we just decided we don't buy people. Yeah. No, that, that's the best. Yes. Don't have it in the house. 
And then you can't. And then it's okay. I still miss it and I think about it, mm. but I can't go and get it. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's really interesting. Well, thanks for sharing that. <coughs> but my food's been sure. shit as well. And as you know, I've got definitely disorderly eating and my disorderly eating has been going buff. So you go, yeah. girlfriend. I know what <laughs> I identify. <laughs> anyway, Wins, this is awesome chatting to you. Lots of love. Big uh, hug. Big hug for little Mac girl. And, thank um, you. We'll stay in touch. Awesome. Look after yourself. Thank you very much. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. Our last guest in this episode is my husband, Yaku. He has featured in many episodes. The first time he was on this podcast was the first episode of Meet Me in the Field on 17 September 2017, which I plainly called an introduction. After that, he also featured in the following episodes. If you're interested in catching more of our special kind of banter, he was in the husband of 30 November 2017, The Husband Speaks Again of 28 March 2018, The Husband Again, Again on 2 August 2018. In the episode of 3 January 2019, you can hear Yaku interviewing me in an episode called The Host Being Interviewed. And the last time he featured was an episode called The Husband on Life and None. I hope you enjoy him this time again. Thank you. Good evening, Yaku. How are you doing? I am fine. I'm doing fine. I'm um, fine as in well or fucked up, insecure, neurotic and emotional? Just a normal fine. Well, in other words. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and um, I'm a little um, excited. Yeah. Uh, because of developments. Yes. At work. And I'm also a little depressed about the lockdown still going on. Nothing really has changed from level 5 to level 4. But apart from that, I'm fine. Cool. That's what we're going to talk about tonight, is the lockdown. Okay. How has your lockdown experience been for you? I mean, we're on day 54 today. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I, I didn't even know that. Well, I have been working at home like everyone else. It's not that different from working day 55 <laughs> at the university <laughs> sure. because I spent a lot of time at home. Um, I think you say I spent a lot of time working at home. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And because <laughs> the way you say it means, you know, I work for the university, but I spent a lot of time at home. I don't, well, I don't, I don't do anything. You know, I just, I don't, I'm just hanging out at home. I spent very little time at the university itself. I try to minimize that simply because... I don't get anything out of it except less work done and um, constant disturbances. Yeah, interruptions. Yeah. And it's much and, and also a lot of socializing, chats with people, chatting mm. with colleagues, which is fine. I love that, but it doesn't necessarily mean I get work done. Not that I get work done at home either. I mean there's lots of distractions here as well. What Plus, do you mean? Well, you can I can take naps and I can browse the internet. Oh yeah, you love the odd nap. That. Yes, I mean, that's the other issue. I've not been sleeping as well as I would have liked. For the first couple of weeks, I got up at 6 o'clock exactly. You did it quite well there for a while. Very well, I think. That's the word you're looking for. Um, <laughs> and then it somehow went off the rails a little bit, uh, in the sense that I now get up at 7. But, I mean, it's better than it was before. Much better. I'm not getting up at... 8 and 10 or working through the night together yeah. so but I do still take naps in the afternoon which I love and the disturbances I suppose you mean the cats what, what disturbances did I say disturbances yes, what did I say there are some disturbances at home as well oh and no I mean distractions oh, distractions sorry said, distractions yeah. yeah distractions like you know browsing the internet and things that have to be done but but not necessarily work-related. I hear you. I'm sorry for that noise. I was just clearing my throat. 
I was just drinking from my water bottle. Oh, yeah, drinking from water bottle, yes. Oh, yeah. Don't lie to the listeners. I, I, I just finished a session with my personal trainer and I'm kind of thirsty. Mm. So, you yeah. know, I don't look like this for nothing. <laughs> you know, I've decided I'm not going to take a personal trainer. Have you? I've decided you not that? to. Because I don't think it's... Um, I'm going to stick to it. It'll be a waste of time and money. Um, I have heard you in your sessions with the personal trainer and it sounds like 50% exercise and 50% social chatting and I'm not into I don't want that um, <laughs> if I get a personal trainer it will simply be for the self-discipline or the discipline not the self-discipline yeah, self-discipline yeah. but I like self-discipline but what I will do is if lockdown ends in some way and the gyms reopen I'll go to gym again I have to get into, not shape, that boat has sailed. <laughs> that ship has sailed. No, just uh, getting somewhat fit, yeah. running fit at least. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, that's something I must say that I'm really enjoying about lockdown is the fact that I've realized that I need to move. And this yeah. opportunity came up and I'm really enjoying it. I, I it, it's miss really fun. the very little movement I did before. <laughs> now, climbing the steps once a week, maybe at the university. Actually, I did... I, I always take the steps down. I always take the elevator up. Ah. But sometimes you have to climb the stairs up because the elevator is taking too long or yeah. too late for a class and you have to run all that. So, um, and I used to walk a lot at the university because three of my, four of my classes were really far away. Yeah. So that's about, I guess they were about a K, okay. one K away. So I used to walk at least four Ks a week. Wow. And you go, go big or go home. Yes, that's so, me. So what I'm hearing from you is that lockdown didn't physically change a lot for you. Was there a, an emotional feeling attached to the fact that you can't go out and those type of things? Well, I joke and I say that I want to go out, but I don't know where. Yeah. But, yes, I feel it has taken a bit of a talk. I mean, the real issue was that it's not the lockdown itself but the whole virus thing it's so unsure you know one day at the, at the start i remember i watched the figures daily when we the two of us discussed the figures every every night was, have you seen the latest figures what i was obsessed by it yeah uh, international and south african we were doing so well at the start also at the, at the, initially at the start there was this big confusion between is this an absolute disaster a, catastrophic event or or phenomenon or is it not that bad and we just have to wait out a yeah. little bit and it will pass and it will be nothing you know the fact of the matter is that all those things are still there it will have a dramatic impact on how the world works and on the other hand very few people will fall ill and percentage wise and very few people will die. Even fewer will die, percentage-wise. The only issue is that, when I say very few, percentage-wise, that's true. But in absolute numbers, it's too many for the hospitals to treat. Yeah. And that's why we have to slow, have to slow it down or have to slow it down. Just breaking the social network, Flatten physical interaction. Curve, yeah. If you just take away all those links between people... Yeah the virus will spread, spread more slowly and people will be, become ill gradually instead of all at once. Yeah. So I mean, it's one thing to have only, let's say, one bathroom for every 20 people in the country. It'll be a catastrophe if everyone needs to use the bathroom right now. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then 19 people have to pee in the streets. Absolutely. So... So that's a similar issue. So you intellectually, you can connect with why the lockdown happened. Yeah, it's, I understand it. I mean, it's not all rational. I mean, there are some things the government has done that puzzles and is a little concerning. But mostly I trust the government. I trust their ineptitude, incompetence. <laughs> I don't think there's any scheming going on or yeah. some kind of nefarious 
motives behind what they're doing. I'm sure there are. There always are these kinds of things. I'm sure there are lobbyists. You are after all dealing with politicians. So. <laughs> yeah, and there are lobbyists and people. Are yeah. not, I mean, the worst thing is that people go into survival mode and then it, they become even more, not cruel, that's not what I'm looking for, but if you're in survival mode, it's it's a me or you situation. Yeah. People can, can become desperate. And obviously, if that kind of panic sets in nationally, then that's the end of civilization to some extent. But yeah, I think it's gone fine. I wish it would end. But maybe that's more psychological than physical. I don't have anywhere I want to go. <laughs> it's because I create the perfect environment for you here. Actually, you know, the place I'd like to go most is the gym. I'd like oh, well. to go to the gym now. Okay. Another angle is... You like the odd conspiracy theory every now and then. Like what? What? What do you mean? You can find a conspiracy theory quite intellectually interesting. Like, give me an example. Oh God, aliens. What about aliens? I don't know. There's no conspiracy about aliens. There are aliens, or rather, there is life on other planets. There must be because simply because of mathematics and numbers and all that. Is there intelligent life? Almost certainly. Have they visited Earth? Almost certainly not. Because it's just too far away. And why would they? And if they did, why, why didn't they yeah. do it more dramatically? Or are they simply like lost tourists who wandered <laughs> into And why is so it this specific little planet? Yeah, it's... Out of all the... I don't think it's very significant. We don't know. Not that special. So, I don't think there's any conspiracy by any government to cover up alien visitations. I like movies about conspiracies or government plots and secret agents and murders and mysteries. All that stuff. I mean, but that's all fictional fantasy almost. And I don't really believe that these things go on. Okay. So you don't think this whole virus was a... Oh, God, no. (laughs) Okay, cool. Oh, please, no, no, no. Firstly, it was definitely not an orchestrated orchestrated attack or or done on purpose. Was it accidentally spilled from some lab? Maybe, but that's not important even. The important thing is that these kinds of viruses have come before. MERS... These are interspecies viruses. They're very dangerous because some of them attack... If if a virus evolves to live in, let's say, bats, which I'm just picking randomly, a successful virus will never kill its host because then they can't replicate successfully. They want to keep the host alive. If the host dies too soon, then, I mean, over the long term, the host will die, but... So... When a virus can ch- cross the species boundary, or the barrier, then there's no telling what it'll do. It could easily kill the host because it wasn't adapted to live in humans. Yeah. It was its target. It was evolved to live in, on bats, and bats are its target, so to speak. Yeah. You can think, call it that. So crossing over that barrier, trans- being transmitted from one species to another, means that it's now in a new host. There may not be time for it to evolve to live in the new host and it could just kill the new host with no consequences mm. to itself because it lives in bats. If it successfully evolves to live in humans and spread amongst humans, then th- that's evolution at work and that's a new kind of virus. It's changed so much yeah. it's now something else. But we've seen this before many times, pig flu, swine flu, all that stuff and avian flu and even if this time was accidental, uh, on purpose, accidental on purpose, who knows what it was, <laughs> these things do occur naturally, and there will come a virus that will kill many more people than this, because that's just how evolution works. Yeah. In the same way that there will come some asteroid that will hit the Earth, or some comet or meteor, meteor that will yeah. impact the Earth, and destroy most life on Earth. 
It's inevitable. Oh, oh we just missed a positive tonight or what? No, but it's not negative. It's not negative. We're going to die. You're all going to die. We are all going to die. We know that. That's, we have to come to terms with our mortality. Nasty, nasty death. Um, the, question, the point is just that being, the chances of being in that moment is so slim that it doesn't matter. I mean, what, are you, what do you care about events that happen that happen once every 500 million years? No, no, I don't. I just don't. <laughs> no, no sense in fretting about that kind of yeah. stuff. Even an event that occurs every 100 years or every 1,000 years, it's no use fretting about it. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Those kinds of events are natural occurrences. True. And most of your life you've not lived in these conditions, so it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's in some sense exciting to live in this new era. Do you think we're going to see a new world? Not really. People don't change. People stay the same. So you don't have this this fantasy about a whole new global consciousness? Nope. No ways. The doors are going to open and we're going to carry on as normal. There are a couple of things. Jump on the first aeroplane, fly to the first destination. Well, and some logistics might change. Flights might become more expensive or just less common. Regulations might tighten up. I don't think the food supply will dry up dramatically. There will still be food. People live normal lives in other places, yeah. even post the virus. Italy, I guess, one example. Italy is carrying on. It's still a country. It's still operating. Yeah. It's back in business. And the fundamental nature of people won't change. Human society, the current society, will just keep on going the way it's going. Those things don't change. Yeah. Cool. That, Yaku, is all I wanted to hear from you tonight. Excellent. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. It's my pleasure. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. Bye. It was awesome catching up with Pierre and Wendy again, and also quite fun to get Yaku behind this microphone again. So, what do you think? Do you think the more scientific thinkers relate differently to COVID-19 and lockdown than other mere mortals? Or do you feel that, as a group, their take on this pandemic is a bit more cognitive and less emotional? I do feel that, as a group, their take on this pandemic is a bit more cognitive and less emotional. They generally also tend to have stronger and clearer opinions on what the post-pandemic world is going to look like. I am grateful for their time and energy. Thank you, Pierre, Wendy and Yaku. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za, or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field, or Freddy Counselor, or on Twitter at at Freddy, or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an I-E at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.